Live. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Dozer, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Quiet, dude. Blowing up on the podcast. <laughs> Everyone's favorite part of the podcast is hearing Dozer. It's the most annoying part. <laughs> it's not even hot. We're going to do it all day. Okay. All right, we're back again with another one. What? I don't even know where we're at. Oh, gosh. Oh. Don't ask numbers. <laughs> yeah. We were going to talk about defining a strength coach today, I think, was the topic, right? Yes, it is. We were kind of uh, riffing on that earlier. Yeah, we are having a light conversation about it, and I didn't want to dig too deep into it, so I guess this is where we get the meat and potatoes of it, to find a strength coach. Yeah. Why are you not a trainer? Why are you not a... <laughs> not a trainer because I don't fucking don't wear a vest. <laughs> when I worked at the try, I had to wear a vest. It was the fucking dumbest thing. Oh, I hated it. That's why I'm a strength coach. <laughs> um, a strength coach, like like in terms of the scope, I think a strength coach's responsibility, like you could also call it like a general preparation coach, uh, an athlete development coach. I think we, it's our responsibility to sort of develop the athlete in the most general sense and, and not necessarily specify in any one sport. You know yeah. what I mean? Unless that sport is like a strength sport, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're sort of just kind of keeping that balance in the athlete's life. You know what I mean? If, if we're doing it right, in my opinion. Like, a lot of people would just say a strength coach's job is to get them strong. Um, and I think, like, getting people strong can solve a lot of problems. I just don't think it solves all the problems. Yeah. Um, I think uh, things like taking a break from those super repetitive motions you do through your sporting season to build athleticism in other areas, even if it's only for a short time, to come back to directing training towards those super uh, specified skills... Um, is is a, a form of injury prevention and, and a way to help them extend their career. And I think that's what our job is as strength coaches, is to help them develop in the most general sense uh, and, and prolong their careers, essentially. Yeah, yeah no. And uh, so I guess along with that, like, do you kind of feel like you should have a, like a, a kind of like control of other parts that maybe you don't have the most working knowledge? Or should you try to make a team of people who would understand those parts that maybe you're, that's not your strong suit, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's some really I've learned in the last year or so since I started working with pro athletes is, is realizing the importance of the team. Yeah. Um, it's I, I gradually have been learning it over the years, but it really was confronted with it dealing with pros because they have so many more questions and so many more issues that are like so much more targeted it's not like oh my shoulder hurts it's like oh i did this 11 years ago and then on december 24th i did this exercise for it and on january 3rd I did it. And there's like, so tell me exactly what happened and i'm like i don't know man i'm gonna teach you how to bench like, you're gonna have to talk to someone with a lot more letters after their name you know I mean? um so i think like i think you definitely need to refer out and have that team of people that you trust in sort of in every practice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's also important from the clinician side to have that strength coach that they that they trust. You know, the, the thing that brings people like Jeff um, into my circle and, and Zach and, you know, the guys at Pivotal, um, Raj, you know, the thing that brings them in is that they'll communicate with me, right? So yeah. we can I can send them an athlete and tell them, okay, this is what I saw, this is what I was told, um, can you take a look at it, you know, tell me what you want me to do on my end and, and what you're doing on your end so that we can kind of complement each other with it yeah. and, and give the athlete the best product possible. So I, I definitely think you need to refer out. Um, there's, there's no way around it. When I first started out, I did. I wanted to do everything short of 
being the fucking surgeon, you yeah. know, because they wouldn't let me. <laughs> you know? But like quickly, you realize that's not it's not possible, and it's not fair to the athlete who is really like that's why we're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we all kind of get lost, myself included, get lost in the in the lights of the flashing lights. You know what I mean? And yeah. like that's our athlete, but no, like this is about the athlete. This isn't about us as coaches. Yeah, it, so it never has been, and it never will be. If that's why you're in this business. You better get the fuck out. Yeah. You know? Um, I guess, what was the one thing that you had to get rid of that you, like, you had to kind of stop doing when you realized that you couldn't do everything? You know what I mean? Like, like that, you, the like, thing that I had athlete. to, yeah, yeah, the thing I had to stop putting my energy into yeah. so much. Um, I don't, it's, I mean, the answer is mobility work, but to say I stopped putting my energy into it is a bad way to put it. Yeah. We still take it seriously. It's just sort of my focus now when it comes to mobility work, in, and then this comes from, you know, working with Zach for so many years and him kind of taking me through the FRC system, or yeah. at least a dumbed-down version that I can understand <laughs> of the FRC system. But, like, just the, the, the brilliance from the simplicity of it, you know what yeah. I mean? And realizing that there's so much, there's, there's another world to this that I can't explore yeah. because I have to be so in touch with what my athletes are doing right now. Yeah. You know, that to tear myself away to learn all of this is not possible. Yeah. Otherwise so, you become a teacher. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So I shifted my focus with the mobility work. Now I kind of want to recover from what we did today and get you ready for tomorrow. Yeah. Right. That's, that's kind of the extent of what I can do for you. Yeah. You know, anything beyond that. And I have to refer you out and I, I will refer you out cause I just don't have time and it, it's a disservice. Right. But I'm sort of, you know, whether tomorrow is another training session or a, a practice or the championship game, you know, that's going to determine how we approach mobility work. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's all I can do is get, is undo any, you know, quote unquote damage that we did yeah. um, today and, and get you prepped for what you got to do tomorrow and you're out the door. Yeah. You know, that, that knee that's been clicking and bugging you for the last week, that's, I got to send you to see Jeff for that, you know, go figure out what's going on and, yeah. and we'll work around it in programming. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's definitely been um, where I've, I've taken that step back, but it's helped so much in the, the coaching on the strength side. You know, I can really yeah. kind of delve into technique and, and exploring all these different great lifters around the world and how they cue things. And I think my cueing as a coach has gotten so much better yeah. since I did that. You took you my know? question away. I was going to ask you, like, what did you find <laughs> that really kind of jumped ahead Can I for tell you? you exactly what it was? <laughs> like, okay. It's a cue from Ed Cohen yeah. that I got before Swiss, but he said it at Swiss and reinforced it in my mind that it was the greatest cue ever. Yeah. And it's when you sit back and squat. And normally what I would say is push your knees out. Right, and you'll hear me in videos say, out, 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 right, push your knees out. Yeah. Um, but the problem with that is that you're not... You can push your knees out and not develop the tension in the hips that we're looking for with that cue. Okay. You know what I mean? You can disassociate engaging the glute from pushing the knee out yeah, yeah. in a weird way. I don't, don't ask me how they do it. <laughs> fucking neurologists would need to tell you that. But I, the t trust me, I see kids push their knees out and the glutes don't fire. Yeah. Right? So the cue that you got to tell them is to open their taint. Which is oh, the greatest, yeah, yeah. the greatest coaching cue <laughs> of all cool. time. But everybody from the fucking ten-year-old that I say it to that I probably shouldn't say it to, but my head is tattooed. What do you expect? Uh, all the way up to the the grandmother that I teach the box squat. You know what I mean? Like sit back. Like I, I tell them, unrack, stand strong, bend the bar, twist your hips, sit back, open your taint. And they're like, and boom, it's a beautiful squat bang, every boom. time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, it's just, it's, it's a natural thing. Yeah. And it's, it's such a foul way of saying it. And 
boy, do parents look at me funny when they're picking up their kid and I'm telling another kid, just sit back and open your taint up. You know what I mean? Like, you know that little, like, the devil's driveway? Just open that up. What's that? called your perineum? Hey, there you go. Perineum, We may have to fact check. I don't have my anatomy book. I remember, I just remember I was supposed to do a perineum massage when Ashley was pregnant, and I never did it, so I can say that I was supposed to do it. We couldn't do it because you watched the video of it, and there's no sign behind it actually doing anything so we're like we're like uh yeah i'm not doing that <laughs> we're just like, She's like i know you're not doing that mike okay but yeah it's your perineum <laughs> so we're all do we get to get into like the the expecting mothers category <laughs> yeah, podcast we now over. Like, we're gonna add another column in gotta, get a hashtag in there, <laughs> <you> <laughs> okay so i guess um since we're talking about kind of stepping away from something and what that helps you out with uh, I have a person here who asked you a lovely question. Uh, it was a speed coach that was telling him that he should only squat to, I'm going to get the exact number here, 120 degrees when they squat. So why would a depth of 120 degrees... I, I'm like trying what's to think that, of where what's that, that is. magic number. Like, what's it's that? like I don't. I'm not like, an expert in biomechanics, so I may be saying this wrong. But it's 130 degrees of knee extension. Oh, okay. Right. So, so it's a high squat. It's about a quarter squat. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right? Okay. Yeah. It's and f- like, forgive me if I'm saying that I'm not the fucking sharpest knife in the drawer, but I believe it's 130 to 120 degrees of knee extension. Yeah. Um, and that's you know they've proven in in a lot of studies that that's the most. Exp- that that's where you can generate the most force from. Okay, okay the way gotcha. to say it properly. That's where you're most explosive from. But that's where you can generate the most force, the most force from, you know, in the average person, um, uh, in in tests. And obviously, being a sprinter, you're obviously you're going to be working at those high ends where you can produce the most force. That's yeah. going to be your most optimal joint angle to work at. Um, so the speed coach is saying you should only squat to that joint angle essentially i guess from the question yeah essentially exactly. what they're saying kind of what it seems like and it's a common thing for speed coaches to say but i it doesn't there's no such thing as a, a one-size-fits-all approach to training you can't say you only need to squat to this depth you know yeah maybe if you're like a hundred meter sprinter will squat to that depth of majority of the time but we also we need to squat deep Right, we need to squat to parallel. We need to squat high, and we need to squat a little above parallel and a little below parallel. We need, need to, to front squat and back squat and goblet squat, and oh, okay. we need to put one leg up and squat. You know, we need we have to do all these different. We can't just unequivocally say you need to you squat to 130 going. degrees. Gotcha. So now, yeah. why is it that not it's not just 90 degrees every time? Because in my in my head, and probably most were like. Why wouldn't they just go to 90? Because 90 is where you do, and that's where squats go. Yeah. Like, why would you go a little bit higher, a little bit lower, a little bit in between? Or, and so obviously, sort of, of course, you understand why you would do a, not one leg and whatnot yeah, like yeah, that. But, yeah. But, but why not just that one depth? For, yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think what, what I'm really trying to get away from, and I want, what I want every coach out there to get away from, is the idea that there's a depth to squatting. Okay, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Depth only matters in powerlifting. That's only, it's a qualification for that sport. Yeah. And it's a standard set. You have to squat to this point or below it or we're not going to count your squat. Yeah. But there is no such, you don't, how many times in your football career did a ref say, okay, stop, you're not deep enough to make this tackle right now. You have to squat (laughs) deeper before you're allowed to make that. Very true. It's not fucking exist. (laughs) You have to be strong at every angle possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're, 
the, the more range of motion you can be stronger through, the better you are. Yeah. So that's why the majority of time with athletes, we squat to, you know, just below parallel because that's as deep as most people can get while maintaining that neutral spine. Yeah. You know, I don't really, I don't need my athletes to squat ass to grass and it's something that all athletes hate doing and they all complain about it. <laughs> so like if it's really going to put that much of a damper on training and not help that much then we'll just squat to just below parallel right if you're neutral and we're getting that little bit of work in that little that dip below parallel i'm happy with that yeah you know what i mean but we're also going to squat two parallel above parallel we'll squat high off pins you know what i mean all all different angles because you have to be strong you don't know what position you're going to end up in in your sport so a lot a lot so what does your single leg work kind of do uh in that to to kind of maybe even make up for not doing um all the way as to grass. Does your single leg yeah. work kind of add into that? Yeah, like, that's absolutely. That's why I love the single leg work because we can get into that super deep squat archetype yeah. without compromising neutral spine position, okay. right? Because we have that one leg kind of distracted and out of the way so we can get really deep into this hip. So like something like a Bulgarian split squat yeah. where we elevate the back leg, you know, we can, we can sit that knee all the way to the ground and almost have the ass touch the heel of yeah. the front leg, right? So in that front leg, we're in a super deep ass to grass squat, but the back is perfectly neutral. And we're also getting this added benefit of trying to figure out how to balance on this one leg and, and how are we going to fire to come out of this and maintain neutral. Yeah. You know, we're getting the added benefit of the unilateral work, helping close down that bilateral deficit. Um, so I love the single leg work for that. And yeah, that's a great point that I totally forgot. I wasn't even going to make, um, <laughs> well, but saying, yeah, that's, I realized... this is when we can get into that deep squat position. Cause yes, we do have to touch that corner. Yes. Do we have to do it with 500 pounds on someone's back? No, of course not. <laughs> That'd be, you know what I mean? That'd be counterproductive yeah. at a certain point. You know, just that, that's a conversation I had with Ty the other day, yeah. Ty Henry, who I'm working, you know, he was, he was jokingly, we were talking about the heaviest bench I ever had in my hands was 835 to a, a three or a four board. And, uh, he's, he, he was joking like, man, if you make me bench 800 pounds, you know, da, 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 da. and I'm like, well, yeah, but that's like, there's a point of diminishing returns right? like, <laughs> yeah, as, a, right as a CFL wide receiver. You don't need to bench 800 pounds and it probably wouldn't like a wall, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I catch passes. Like yeah. I can't. Touch more. Like, I mean, not to mention, like, <laughs> Jay Fry benching 771 at 198 was is is incredible and always will be incredible. Yeah. Ty, you want to bench 835 at, you know, 180 pound <laughs> football player. Like, 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 yeah, it's it's cool, going to take some work. But, like, you're not going <laughs> to no. be a football player anymore. You're going to be a bench at, like, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be a power lifter, is what you're going to be. Yeah, and we were actually we were talking about that today because my leg just decided not to work the other day. Um, I think, you know, well, I know my thousand pound miss that I took three times in a row did yeah. some, some serious damage to my body. That, <laughs> it's pretty mad at you. Yeah. Um, yeah. still, you know, three or four years later, of course. Some, some pretty heavy shit, but, uh, <laughs> So my leg didn't work today, and I'm like, well, at least I got all that money and all the girls <laughs> power left. And, you know, right? What are you going to do with all oh, of it? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so stick to football tie. <laughs> so um, I guess uh, I have a weird question that's going to come out of you know, uh, left field because I, you had another question, but I want to have one in the middle here so that we use up a little more time. Yeah. Um, You've, I feel like you've had athletes that you've, uh, now that you've dealt with pro all the way down to the, to the bottom, right? First day in the gym. First day in the gym, right? Like you can't do a push up more than once. (laughs) No, they can't do one. Yeah. They can't do one anymore. Oh, 
that's just so crazy. I'm like, what do you do when you fall down? Do you just die? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You gotta, like, you gotta always scream. have friends around to help <laughs> leverage you off the ground because they're not strong enough to pick you up. Like, if you can't pick you up, they can't pick you up. Like, like, so I guess you gotta have one weird strong friend around. Okay. Anyway, sidetrack. Yeah, yeah, they um, can't do push ups. Yeah, I train the, those kids too. I have in the past. I really don't want to anymore. <laughs> I really <laughs> love tough. the pro side of it. You <laughs> yeah. know? So I, I got guess, coaches in my gym that'll do that. Yeah, so. I've seen uh, a Henry, especially here. Um, you, you have the, he seems like such a dialed in athlete. Is that something Incredible. I'm seeing correctly? Because watching a move, I'm like, you could, you literally probably said once this. And it was that. Can we... Okay, so here's... There's the, the ceiling of what an athlete can be yeah. keeps getting pushed. Yes. It, to me, in my personal life, right? Yeah. I met Wes five years ago, started training him. And, I, and, and this is no disrespect to anybody. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not ranking anyone, this person's better than this person. But this is just how it's happened in, you know, in my experience. I met Wes, and I'm like, yo... Kev, this kid's an incredible athlete. This yeah. is insane. And you were like, yo, like, yeah, he's he's like, you know, this the six pack, the shoulders, the traps, and he's like, Yeah, I do hack squats sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, hack squats and bench and curls. He was wearing a Puka Shell necklace. <laughs> yeah. he, he comes to Kev, he's like, I've never squatted before. I've never re- real I've never done real squats, just hack squats. So I was like, Alright, we'll try two twenty five, I guess. And he does 27 reps. And yeah. he's like, like with perfect technique. And yeah. I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. <laughs> so I was like, man, this is what a great athlete is. And he is a great athlete. Yeah. And then Dex comes to the gym, you know, and you see what that next step, step in, yeah. in athleticism is. And I'm like, holy shit, like it gets, it gets even better than that. And then Ty comes to the gym. And I'm like, wow, like this is, this is a different world of athleticism we're dealing with, right? <laughs> And then I had last week, I had Mike Moore start with me, who's yeah. a, a D-tackle for the Eskimos. Played it, uh, played four years at Virginia, grew up in Virginia. And I was like, okay, this is what Div 1 football <laughs> is. You know what I mean? Like, this is, wow. This guy is like 6'5", you know, 270, 260 pounds, and like somersaulting through my gym oh my god like you do, i don't even hear it. if i didn't see him i wouldn't know he was doing it because i can't even hear him somersaulting. <laughs> this guy the second day he somersault he fucking like squatted down and then somehow d- jumped four feet <laughs> forward with his face in front of everything and then tucked and rolled to the last second we have we have 10 yards marked off for our runway for the warm-up yeah and he covered 10 yards in two somersaults. He was jumping so far and then tucking his head at the last second. I was like, I'm going to have a paralyzed pro. In the gym. You're, you're in it trouble. was the most incredibly athletic thing I've ever seen. And it's this guy in this 6'5, 270 pound frame yeah. doing like the, the bar. Continue. And then there's, but there's like LeBron James out there. Yeah. You know what I So mean? what does that look like? <laughs> does he do like 20 yards and run off and I have, him? I mean, I don't know if it'll be LeBron James, but I have every fucking intention of figuring out what that's like in yeah. person. Like I oh, plan yeah. on getting the opportunity to work with those people in some capacity. Yeah. Even if, you know, just to consult and like be like, oh, this is, you know, but like I want to see that. Yes. I want to see LeBron James or whatever that the generation where I am that coach. Yeah. I want to see that LeBron James. You know yes, what I mean? Exactly. That JJ Watt, that who's the, who's the end for the Rams right now? Just tearing it up. Oh, um, freak. That kid. Oh, you know, Aaron Donald, the tackle. Yeah. yeah. Or tackle. Yeah. 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 Oh, I want to see what that guy does. Like, you, <laughs> you know what know? I mean? Like, these dudes. And it's like, these are like some of those pinnacles of humanity. You know what I mean? Like, these are 
athleticism, what we imagine to be max. And yeah. these are the guys that broke it, yeah. right? Like these are the people who are like, okay, well, what's like it can't get any better than this. Yeah. Who? What are those next ones? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, are you like five foot two and like you can't see them run? Like they just disappear and then yeah. reappear in places? Like they're so fast. Can we talk like, about how why we're seeing this? We're gonna go off topic and we might go for an hour on this. Fuck it. Okay. Um. So we're, we're like. How are we seeing athleticism being pushed so high and so fast, yes. so rapidly? Yeah. Because 20 years ago, although I would have been seven then, so I can't really speak from experience, <laughs> but I feel like 20 years ago, we weren't breaking world records at every Olympics. And yeah. we weren't, we weren't evolving at this speed, right? Yeah. So Dave Tate had this really good talk. It's on YouTube. Um, I forget how you just search Dave Tate, and it's him sitting with the stupid ugly goatee that he shaved himself <laughs> looks like shit. And he's sitting in front of like 315 on a fucking CrossFit bar, so it's bumper, so it looks like 7 million pounds Bounds, on the bar, yeah. but it's 345s. <laughs> anyway, he's talking about uh, like the like human potential and, and what, what that means today. Yeah. And it's sort of this idea, like the question that was posed to him is like, are steroids pushing human potential? Yeah. Um, and his answer was yes. And really the reason being that you know, we have these Olympians and, and these really high-level professional athletes, and they're doing these incredible things. And the reality is, anabolic steroids are a part of it. Yeah. You know, they're a part of rea- they're a part of professional sports on every in every sport at every you know, yeah, yeah, every you know competitive level. Yeah. Where money is on the line, yeah. anything that'll enhance performance is is used and probably abused in a yeah. lot of in a lot of cases. You know, but we have this entire generation of of innocence of kids that aren't aware of this reality seeing these things happening and there's no there's nothing in their brain being like well he did that because he took this and we can't necessarily equate those two things anyway he didn't do that because he took it he took that and then worked really hard and did that yeah you know but that that's beside the point these kids see you know so and so i don't want to condemn anybody out there but so and so did this took this and did that they don't know that they just see that he did that or she did that you know what I mean? And then they think that they can accomplish that yes. without any help because it happened without help in their yeah. mind. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're just, you're, you're pushing, like the mind is so powerful in and of itself that when you can push that to conceive and believe that something even further beyond wow. that it's doable without drugs because yeah. drugs aren't a part of your lexicon. Like, yeah, of you know course, what I mean? Right. Um, so you, it's just constantly pushing human potential. So along with the advancements in technology, which are a huge part of the fact that we're constantly breaking record like the track is is faster than it's ever been at every olympics yeah you know what i mean yes i saw course. a study once where they took like they somehow took ben johnson i don't want to say ben johnson yeah he's uh, or maybe carl lewis let's record. say carl lewis because he's okay. a piece of shit if yeah. you're listening fuck you carl lewis don't listen <laughs> to my podcast fucking hate that guy but i hate that guy more than any other athlete of all time okay, okay we're getting into that in another episode <laughs> fucking scapegoat and ben johnson like he didn't test positive for the Ooh, same yeah. fucking thing I'm getting off track. <laughs> anyway, they took, I'm going to say Carl Lewis because he's an asshole and, and like somehow made him running on equivalent surface to Jesse Owens Yeah. and, and Jesse Owens beat him. If all things were equal, Jesse Owens was faster than Carl Lewis or whoever was in this study, but Carl Lewis, cause he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like it's, are, are we really evolving or is it the track? But that the sort of the idea of Dave Tate's speech was that, you know, the steroids are pushing the limits of human potential as well. just because, you know, this next generation of athletes isn't aware that that's part of the game, game yeah. you know? So, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's, 
they're they're illegal or banned substances. So unless they're caught, right? You yeah. just assume they would never have touched it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Even if you millions. even if you're aware of the reality of steroids, yeah. a lot of people think that. <laughs> like a lot of people, they say, "Well, it's it's drug tested, the, the league drug test." Right. And I'm like, "Listen, yeah, man, ask Russia about that." I'm like, "Listen, drug <laughs> testing doesn't mean drug free. If there were no drugs, they wouldn't have to test." Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Do you, <laughs> you're getting like, and listen, and I'm not condoning or condemning no. yeah. because if your income is dependent on your performance and this is how you feed your family, then as a man, a grown man or a grown woman, as an adult, yeah, make your choice. Understand the consequences. Either way, yeah. but make your choice. This is your life to live. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To to condemn these people and 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 bury them and, and act as if they didn't work hard because they just because they took this substance. Yeah. You know, I think is is so wrong. But I think to act as if it has no side effect and that you know it's okay and like kids should take it and da 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 is is wrong, wrong. as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's got to be a happy medium to it. But yeah, I think. I don't even know how we got on this subject yeah, of pushing yeah, human potential, human potential but we, we went there. No, I, and it, so, I mean, we're seeing these kind of like, so that we see these crazy leaps and bounds, like, it's crazy to think that now we're also seeing the opposite effect because we have a lot more sitting and a lot more um, hours planted in a chair. Yeah, I so think that's like, the side effect of becoming modern humans, Yeah, you know, and it's like that... The Tom Segura joke, like we're five years away from, you know, having beds that we we don't have to leave. It just <laughs> opens up and we shit in the bed, <laughs> you know. And it yeah. like feeds us, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think, I like athletically we're pushing human potential, but yeah, as as a species, we are we're weird killing place. ourselves. Yeah, like a very weird place because I mean, if we're going to turn into we are, either the ones who live in a cave or the ones who are. You Which know. is inevitably like everything is cyclical. Are right. we not aware of this? Yeah, like, like it, either it's gonna come back to the caves, or we'll just cease to exist. <laughs> like you it's know? gonna, it has to come back around, like, right? If you don't think this is finite, what? but it's 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 I hate. I hate the guys that go around talking about how soft this generation is. Yeah, it's I the know, pussification right? of blah 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 blah. blah. But, but 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 but. As a species, holy fuck, are we some soft, worthless pieces of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially first world. (laughs) (laughs) The most. Like, I got heated seats in my car. You know how soft I am? (laughs) Like... like my car is from 2003 I'm like oh man this thing is garbage here listen the the mere fact that you're listening to this podcast right now you know what I mean it means that we are so fucking soft myself included that we have to go to a gym and make fake work and fake labor just to try to keep up with our ancestors and we're not even near keeping stride with them you know like we're still lazy dying disease ridden pieces of shit compared to what they were you yeah. know what i mean like we're yeah, we're true. not we're and it's fake work like you're we're soft as a species yeah and you know? i mean it's it's a crazy thing to think about especially like you would imagine that we're always getting better we're always getting better we're always getting better right like yeah. that's what we're kind of taught even though we are taught that everything is cyclical so <laughs> that we're continuously improving whilst never becoming negative and then this one generation can ruin everything like so yeah. I, I guess um what can you 
do to balance it? Like, how do we save uh, humanity? How do you? I Let's mean, do how, it. How do you add a Planet little? Planet of the Apes <laughs> podcast. How do you save humanity? How do you add a little balance to that? Like, you know, you can make ten million dollars playing a video game. How do you add a little bit of balance into your life so that you're at least not in constant pain because you're stuck in a chair for five hours a day playing a game? Or you just take the time to. It, it's always. It's a good question. It's an interesting question. It's yeah. not what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a stupid <laughs> it question. Be really dumb. I really thought it was going to be a fucking stupid question. <laughs> How do you save the world from world hunger? <laughs> It's, With a, squat. it's a good question because it's the same as saying, well, how do I lose weight? But I don't really want to do anything. It was like Derek, Derek was, I'm going to come off track again. Bring me back to this. Okay. I'm going off track. Derek was helping this lady. He, he, he works at the try and he fixes the yeah. gym equipment for them. He's like a maintenance guy. And this lady's asking how to use the treadmill. And so he's, you know, as a wellness rep, that's what you do, right? You show them how to use the equipment. Yeah. You know, you don't give them programs, but you show them how to use it. And uh, he, she just keeps saying like over and over like, He's like, this is the speed, and this is the incline, and these are the programs. She's like, no, where's the button that like does this? Like, She's asking for a really specific thing. And after about yeah. 10 minutes of negotiating with her, he realized that she wants the button that gets her in shape. Like, She doesn't want to sweat. <laughs> she told him she doesn't want to break a sweat. Like, She okay. doesn't want it to go on an incline or anything. Yeah. She just wants to get in shape. Where's the button that gets her in shape? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that... Derek's like, you start. Start by we'll eventually yeah. figure out that you need to do a little more but every time your body but yeah anyway it's like the person that lady you know she's like I want to get in shape but like I don't really want to do anything about it like you want to play video games if that's your goal and you can make money at it yeah like do the maintenance work required it's it's like if you want to be a doctor you got to go to school to learn medicine yeah you don't get to just be a doctor <laughs> yeah you, you know, there's some prerequisites yeah if you want to sit and play video games and can justify it making a living or, or however you justify it. It makes you happy. Yeah. However you justify to yourself. You have, there's prerequisites required. You're not entitled to your fucking happiness. Yeah. You know what I mean? So do the 10 minutes of mobility a day. That's mm-hmm. all I'm asking for is 10 minutes. But I'm asking for it seven days a week, 365 days a year, every day of your life. And you, but even get in a couch stretch and play your video game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why not? You're just sitting there two minutes aside anyway. So they sit in your couch stretch and play your game. You know, sit on a lacrosse ball. Just sit on the floor, put a lacrosse ball under your butt or under your hamstring or, or you know, lay on a roller. Or, but do, it's, it's a consistency thing, just like losing weight, just like gaining weight, yeah. just like getting stronger, just like getting faster. It's all about how consistent you can be with shit. Figure out what needs to be done and yeah. consistently fucking do it. Yeah. You know? And I, I guess I, I bring in up this question as well, that maybe that's why it was good is because of Gary Vaynerchuk. And he that wrote, felt like Gary V, <laughs> right? Because Gary V came out and he was like, "Tape." He's like, "Worry about your fascia." He's like, "I figure out about your fascia." He's like, "Do whatever you need All to your do." Your planner fascia, <laughs> like he's less just, Gary just, here, just He's like, just working on that, like that that thin layer right underneath your skin. Less, right? And if you he's want to like, take like, it a step further, go read Thomas Meyer's Anatomy Trains and learn about fascia. It's an incredible thing. Yeah fascia it's how your body communicates with itself and it's it, fucking incredible yeah and he it's, a, was it's like, another episode though. <laughs> it's another one that but felt Gary was... for if we can bring this episode full circle yeah it's cyclical for as much as i hate carl lewis i love gary v. <laughs> there we go. other side of the spectrum <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. that's my boy gary v and it's crazy Motivates it was really me. cool because it was it was a guy who talks about business only all of a sudden just taking a moment to be like take care of your health yeah like that's what one thing you should do. You it was know ever I mean? since he had the lady from uh, what is that? What's that magazine that Ashley always 
tags oh. me the super liberal uh, Huffington, Post. Huffington Post, the yeah, lady that Ariana, owns Huffington Ariana Post. Huffington. Yeah, she wrote a yeah. book about sleep, and Gary did a, a like a sixty minute interview with her, and then sort of I think that changed his mind about the importance of sleep, sleep and taking yeah. care of your body. Yeah, you well, know. and he, well, he was he started doing like. He started training with, uh, I forget what the, the strength coach Justin guy was. something. He was just on DeFranco's podcast. Oh, there we go. Also <laughs> someone I like. This side of the spectrum. Yeah. Over here. I here love Joe. And he was, I mean, he, he started saying that he was working out, but he wasn't working out, like, you know, lifting up heavy weights or anything, but he was just adding some movement into his life, you know, because he was yeah. just working yeah. constantly, himself to basically death. So he just added a little bit of balance. So that's why I thought to myself, a little bit of balance. What can we do to add <laughs> to it? So I guess let's go to the hip hop section because we're about to go way off into the universe. Oh, <laughs> do, do yours first because I got the greatest. I didn't get the best hip hop question of all time. I yeah. got the best question I was ever asked. Okay, okay. And I will forward it to you. But what do you, you have something first. Okay, go so ahead. mine, I, what I was listening to, I was listening to Ali Bumbaye, you know, by the game. Classic. Uh, two Chains. Um, two Chains' voice still is so awkward to me, even though, like, two he chains. sounds like Afro Man. <laughs> It's different. It's so different. Like, his voice is so different. Okay, hold on. You don't get to steal the comparison to Afro Man. That was my shit. I was like, these guys, Afro Man and 2 Chainz need to do an album together. Because they would sound so cool together. They would. They would sound good, but it, uh, 2 Chainz's voice Chains is, is so different. different. Do you know what I think of when I think of 2 Chainz's voice? You know what I picture? Huh. A slice of bologna. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just like... Some weird pops in your head. It's like... Like, bologna can kind of taste good if you fry it, but it's bologna. I mean, it's still you bologna, know? right? But it's so It's weird, like, it's, I think what it is is, like, I kind of fuck with 2 Chainz music, but it's 2 Chainz. <laughs> you know, chains, like, it's right? titty boy. Like, it's not <laughs> something I want to brag about. Right? Know? Okay, you know, there we go. I, I, I feel like Ali Bumbaya, I'm, I'm a fan of the kind of the sound of it. The and fucking Kevin Hart outro on that yeah. just kills the vibe of the gym. <laughs> fucking, yeah, so everyone funny. starts that. Look at the Jesus face. He's like, what is like, look, look, look at his crown. What are you, look, look at his crown. He's like, he got Ruby. He's like, oh no, Kanye, turn around. Don't ever like, say, oh no, Jesus. I put motherfucking diamonds in his eyes. <laughs> I put 50 racks on his eyes. <laughs> For yeah, it, I'm, I'm like fair warning to the crowd. I'm putting you on the spot with a oh. tough fucking question. Oh. So whatever awkward silence there may be. So I got this question in my story the other day. Someone asked me, basically, if I could revive one hip hop artist from the dead, okay. who would it be? Oh, right. Who would it be? Right. Big Can fun. I? No, are you guessing my yeah, answer? That's I guess. That's I guess oh, no, I'm asking you the question. Shit, oh, and I'm gonna tell you my answer okay. right now while you think about it. Ooh. I'm gonna give you. The background. Okay. Don't fuck up my podcast <laughs> like that. I'm mad at you. <laughs> Talk. You, you figure like, I make him mad all my, <laughs> my answer. My answer was Sean Price at the time. I reserved the right to change my answer whenever the fuck I want yeah, to. Yeah, of course. Because that's the hardest question ever. Yeah. But the answer at the time was Sean Price. Just because I didn't, uh, I didn't get into his stuff until after he had passed. And it's sort of like, in retrospect, like I just wish there could be more of it. Um, but... I also, can I tell you where I was leaning? Yeah. I was thinking like someone like Jam Master Jay because of everything that he introduced to hip hop. Like he yeah. brought us 50 Cent, you know, so maybe someone along those lines. But I don't know. I felt bad after because like half hour after I posted, I was like, but what about Guru from Gangstar? Like yeah. it's tatted on my hand. You wouldn't bring Guru back? Like, I don't know. Now you're on the spot. What's your answer? Okay. Me on the spot. Um, hmm. 
Like everyone's like, oh, pick somebody super. Everyone was pissed famous. I didn't pick Tupac or Biggie. Yeah, right. Like Can I tell you why I love Tupac and Biggie? And it's, it's kind of a dark thing, but yeah. like they didn't have time for their music to become commercial. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? why you love it. It was very authentic to them. It yeah. was real. Yeah, you know, and it that's was... what made it so great. Because before it became about trying to make a little bit of extra money and yeah. a little bit, like, they're just doing their music yeah. and, you know, they had no time to kind of sell out, so it's good. Like, keep that the way it is. I feel like I wouldn't want to ruin that either. Yeah. I feel like I would bring back, oh, man, this is a really good question. Like, I feel like it would be someone I want to talk to. Someone like, I feel like I would do big pun because I feel like I missed out on all the like because he's so good and I, I only listen because you yeah you know kind of were like hey like big pun's really good and I'm like I remember watching him in a music video sitting in a chair because he's so heavy it was, <laughs> it was weird <laughs> like, and right? he's in a strip club talking about what a player he is I'm like 500 pounds this is weird <laughs> But like, I hated Fat Joe then too. I didn't like either. Of them. Uh, uh, I didn't. It just didn't hit my ear. I was young. I didn't get it. Yeah, you know? you know. I didn't understand the references because really, I think in like at twenty seven, I can understand. I can empathize with the environment they come from. I can't sympathize because I haven't lived there and experienced it. Yeah. But I have an understanding, like, oh, you're from, you know, you're from the Bronx. Like, you're not from a nice part of town. <laughs> you're not from Spruce Grove. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's tough to, like, like, think outside your world. You're like, why are you rapping about yeah. all this bad when I'm, stuff? When I'm 12 years old, like, I don't understand, like, the whole first verse about, like, killing an undercover cop. I, like, I don't understand any of that shit. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking about? Like, why would you on, do on this? Fucking, uh, on twins. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Pun would be, but from all account, like from what I've heard about Pun, you don't want. He was not a nice person. No. I don't know if you want to talk to Pun. Oh. Pun had a lot of guns. Oh. And he yeah, also he had was, a pretty. Like was, he's from. I, well, that makes sense. I mean, from where they were from and what they were doing with music. But he also, back then. before you dismiss it, he also had a pretty serious problem with domestic violence. Oh. Yeah. Oh. His well, son. Okay. His son raps now, Chris Rivers, and his son Take talks it about it. Yeah. And his son is actually a brilliant rapper. Yeah. And talks about his dad and his dad's flaws and and how great his dad was as a rapper too okay so if i have a but, right to change it yeah i'm gonna go with tupac because i'd like to talk tupac <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a very interesting i mean dude i mean i wouldn't say no to lunch with tupac <laughs> right you know what i mean i mean he's alive in what it what, what does the name say like i don't know uh, the nazis are living in argentina yeah, well, well that's old news man Ugh. You know, don't trust a dude so, named Gustav Klimt's down the road. That's all I'm saying. I'm just guessing Pac isn't in Argentina. Yeah, um, I guess it's, be the safest they place. said he was. I can't remember where they said he was, but uh, it was so funny because when Shook went in, his son's like, he's alive and he's at this place. And he's like, so you can't put him away for this and the, all this nonsense. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, but he killed him. <laughs> yeah, but he got him got. Like, and I, I don't know if Diddy's too free of that either. But, hey. Ooh. <laughs> Diddy. I mean, if you, if you... I dare Diddy to say this podcast. I dare you, Diddy. It. Say my podcast out loud. <laughs> just let 20 million people hear I dare you. Yeah, just... lose your shit. Have everyone come on here and start bad-mouthing me on Instagram. <laughs> terrible times for me. You gotta give me a career before you can destroy it, right? You know, I shout out to Eminem. <laughs> Okay, guys. Appreciate y'all checking us out.
Awesome. Thank you for listening. It's awesome that you're all here. Featuring Dozer. He's saying goodbye now. Yeah. He's, Thank uh, you for ruining this breathing. entire episode, Dozer. <laughs> you're so appreciated. Right? Still okay. my favorite. Peace. <laughs> This is brought to you by Head to Head Productions. We want to thank you guys for listening. You're the only reason we exist, so keep on liking and sharing.